Hey guys, it's Rusty here and uh, welcome to the Impact Dynamics uh, live podcast. This is actually taken from a video show we do every night on YouTube if you want to join us for that or if uh, the podcast format is more convenient, just be aware that it is a video-based uh, uh, show and so a few things don't work. Hey, uh, really excited. We uh, we launched uh, Team Impact earlier this week and uh, if you are wanting to uh, use this time, that you may have downtime or at least you can't go to the pub or go shooting to be actually able to achieve something, um, keep us posted. Keep us informed of what that is. We're going like a two-week cycle where we'll check in on the show uh, every two weeks and see where people are up to and what they've done. And, and we'll, you know, the host myself and Andy Little will have some goals for that as well. So tag us in on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or wherever using the uh, hashtag. Uh, team Impact and tag in Impact Dynamics as well and we'll be able to share that out and get the uh, motivation inspiration out there for everyone. So guys, thanks so much. Enjoy the show. Good evening, guys. Hope you're going well. Rusty here with Impact Dynamics, and uh, we're back for another live show, number 26 or 27. I, I don't keep record of these things. Hopefully uh, hopefully someone knows. It doesn't matter. Anyway, we're here, here to talk about the good stuff tonight. All sorts of stuff going on. Um... Hey, again, a day full of being tagged into posts of people on, on day two of no booze, of, of Andy Little doing yoga. Well, I mean, it's, it's it's actually happening, this Team Impact things. People are doing stuff. I went for a walk, which is which is rare, but anyway, becoming more common at the moment. Uh, what else happened? Uh, a few other a few other things we got tagged in and, and stuff, which is awesome. So I've been, we've been pushing them out huge on, uh, on Instagram stories, uh, which also is on Facebook uh, stories. So that's... Uh, that's it's it's happening. So if you are doing anything, if there's goals you're working on, or you you've gone for a walk, or you've gone, I don't know, whatever it is. If you've got the reloading bench set up, or you've ordered a press, or you've done whatever it is you've, you've done towards your goal, um, hit us up, tag us in, take a photo of it. We want to see it. We really want to see it. It'd be uh, it'd be really good to uh, to have that information. So uh, let's um, let's keep pushing that. Awesome to have you guys on board, and uh, that would be wonderful. Uh, as uh, as you guys know, tonight is uh, one of our sponsors, uh, Projectile Warehouse. You can save five percent off at Projectile Warehouse, uh, and that is using the code ID Live Five. ID Live Five. Hopefully, you can uh, check that out. All sorts of stuff on there. More stuff arriving. More stuff added to the website today, which is uh, good to go. And also, you can save ten percent on at Stage One uh, using the code ID Live Ten. Some reason the stage one logo thing's not working. It's just a black screen. Anyway, that's the uh, that's the way it is. Uh, here we go. All sorts of uh, challenging issues. We've got to go. A bunch of guys in the chat, which is awesome. Craig's in there. Andrew, Scott, Lana. G'day, guys. Ryan, how you doing? Conservative. Uh, it's all Charles. Smells like butt. Uh, awesome. Uh, and Steve. I love I love the names you see on YouTube. You you get all sorts of random names, um, and you just assume that they are someone you don't know. I don't know. Anyway. That's the that's the way YouTube is a great success. Um, what else is going on? Do we need to tell you about tonight? Is a Zoom hangout so after the show, um, and uh, after the show, uh, the the Zoom numbers will be put up at the end of the show. You'll be able to see them and, and jump in. Uh, there will be there for about forty minutes, just talking guns. If we're if you're on you know doing team impact stuff, uh, we'll talk about what you've done there and just generally hang out and ask some questions and do that sort of thing. So that'll be. 
really good tour to see if you can hang around for that. Uh, tomorrow night we're talking reloading. Friday night Ian Porter is coming on board uh, to uh, talk um, producing rings and other things that he's had a uh, hand in doing, which will be exciting. Uh, we've got a, a video from Dave Acker about his ch- uh, side of things that he's doing for his challenge. You won't want to miss that. That is uh, that is excellent. He spent way too much time on that. Anyway, and then Sunday night is uh, Q&A with Team AI. Uh, looking forward to that. That should be good. All right. Uh, we've got people demanding for uh, Ben Horton to uh, be on the show already. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm just I'm doing that. Andrew, just calm down. I'm doing the intros and bits and pieces. So, uh, yeah, aw- awesome. Uh, Tristan, uh, Doug, uh, thanks, guys, for uh, jumping on board. Awesome to uh, have so many people in the room. All right. Well, we uh, we won't delay any longer. Um, I, uh, tonight, my guess is Ben Horton, who is uh, one of the guys, one of the, the one of two, I guess, behind Ironside Coffee and also runs Ironside Podcast, does a stack of leadership consulting and, and is uh, has has a military career behind him as well. Uh, and I guess more we will find out because I've got a particular question to ask him at some point tonight, which he doesn't know about yet, but I'm, uh, we'll hit him up on that one. Uh, and uh, Ben, are you there, mate? Yes, mate. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on board. How is sunny Canberra? Well, it's not so sunny at the moment. I think winter's here. The, yeah, okay. the dark days are here. It's here and it's in. Yeah, fantastic. Yes. Fantastic. Is, is that question you're going to ask me about cosine corrections and shooting angles? Because I saw that question come up with uh, Jay the other night and I might yeah. be able to answer it. Well, Jay said you were the expert on this stuff. So. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh... no, 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 don't ask me that. <laughs> no, we won't. We won't. That's all right. That's okay, all right, we, we, okay. mate. We've got plenty of things to to get through. Um, okay. Let's. Uh, what do we start? We start with coffee. Let's start with coffee because that's that's how we connected. That's how I know yeah. you. And, and um, you know, Ben Jarrett was uh, always big on your coffee. I'm not sure how that connection was made. I think it was just through Instagram or something. Do you know how? Yeah. So I, yeah. So I think it's um. It's really testament, I think, to the um, the shooting community and uh, and wanting to you know give shout outs to people of, the, of a product they like. And so Ben bought some of that coffee, and he didn't tell us his background or anything. He just like a normal customer bought some coffee, and then I, you know, I didn't even I didn't know him. I didn't know his background or, or what he had, and he gave us a shout out for nothing uh, on the end of one of his YouTube videos. And a mate of mine who we first deployed. On our um, to East Timor in 1999 together, which I think he's he's watching um, tonight. He I hadn't spoken to him for a long, long time, and he saw that, and he you know sent me a message saying, "Hey, is this this you guys? I've just you know seen it on this YouTube video I watch on long long gun project, and um, that's how it started. Then I looked up Ben and watched a few of his videos, and then I in turn looked up you guys and and was really impressed with what I saw, and and we thought we want to be involved with these guys, so. Yeah, that's how we got connected. Awesome. Yeah, fantastic. It's uh, and and so I mean, look, I I drink Ironside coffee now. That's that's the thing. And I wake up every morning, and then uh, slightly a little bit after morning, and then uh, into afternoon. And and sometimes if it's going to be a big night editing videos or something, we uh, we're back on it again. Um, it's uh, it's good, which I probably need to order some more soon, by the way. Uh, but anyway, that, yeah. as an aside, um, how did it all come about? I mean, you you were in the military in some capacity, and and now you're pumping out coffee. How? How? Well, yeah. So I, I, um, I did 19 years in wow. the Army Corps and um, went deaf. So um, <laughs> I had to wait. Um, and 
I started consulting, I was just, and which is the main job that I do now is uh, leadership consulting, uh, mainly in the mining and construction industries. And um, I was always looking for something else, and I don't think that's what I want to do forever, traveling away to, to mine sites. I spend most of the year away. And so I was always sort of looking for something else. And um, I drink a lot of coffee, and I had uh, one particular client I was working with in Sydney, and there was four people I was coaching, and I got up you know, about 3 o'clock in the morning in Canberra, and I punched a couple of coffees and I jumped in the car and I have a, had a couple more on the way down and and I rolled into my first coaching appointment and he met me uh, at the door said let's go for a coffee <laughs> so I was already about five deep before I started <laughs> I said let's do a coaching session we'll have a coffee at a brew yeah and uh, I finished up with him and I went to the next one and the same thing happened mm. by the end of the day I'd consumed a lot of coffee but what I realized it really came to me is how many times we have these great conversations with people mm-hmm. over a brew. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it really, whether it's a, whether it's a coffee or a beer or, you know, it's, it's frowned upon to coach people in a construction site drinking beer. So I think coffee's <laughs> Fair. probably the best thing, but you know, and I, I reflected back on how many times, you know, you have, you have a discussion and you're, you're having a brew and um, yeah, I think it sort of all came together. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And so uh, you, I guess you saw may as well, uh, own that space where you, you know, for people to connect around and, and get into the coffee side of things. How did, did you just start out of the back with a like a torch, roast and beans, or how did it come about? <laughs> yeah, so uh, classic, you know, when you you don't know anything about starting a business, you start a couple of them at the same time. Yes. So I I I jumped on. I was actually bought coffee vans. Mm-hmm. I thought, geez, this is affordable. So I bought one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Almost sight unseen. I mean, I spoke to the guy, but I didn't check it out or anything. It was in Adelaide. I flew down, met him in the uh, airport, and I, I jumped in it and drove back. And yep. really excited. I got home, opened the car up in the driveway, and made a coffee. And that's when I realized that I can't make coffee. Um, <laughs> I made about 50 cups before. Um, I real, you know, I blamed everything else. I blamed the coffee beans, blamed the grinder, blamed the machine. And my wife came out and made one, and it was a perfect coffee. And I realized that I'm the man that owns a coffee business that can't make a cup of coffee. Um, Good. So, you, know, you know, that's where we started. And then we, you know, we started with just the van using, you know, other people's coffee. And then, yeah, so we started um, getting our own coffee. So we, we um, have someone roast it for us mm-hmm. um, just in the meantime till we, we learn the ins and outs of the business. Um, yep. But it's, it's our blend. So we, we put a lot of time into making sure we've got the right blend of, of what we're we're after and um yeah so that's you know we started selling coffee online and and supplying um you know a few uh units mm-hmm. back in defense so uh, we we supply a few uh, regimental coffee shops with their coffee yep and uh yeah so look um hoping to move into the retail space soon so we've now got three coffees we've got three um different roasts so yeah yeah, that's that's the next step. Well, that that leads us straight into a question that's been uh, put in the chat: is what kind of what type of coffee do you sell? So, here's the plug: if you want to talk a little bit about the the product yeah, itself. Yeah, so we've got minute. we've got our three, yeah, so our three coffees. Uh, so we have a light, medium, and dark roast, all of the same bean, which is comes from Central and South America and and East Africa. It's a, a mix of beans, and it's the same bean mix but different roasts. So okay. across the spectrum, a, a light, which is our switch hitter, and you know, we're a bit of a baseball fans. We always go to the Canberra Cavalry. And, and I, you know, when I we were doing the testing for the light, I, you know, the first thing that came out of my mouth is I could 
drink this in the morning, but I'd also be very comfortable drinking it after lunch. And I thought, you know, either side of the plate, either side of lunch, like a switch hitter. And um, so it's called a switch hitter. That's a light roast. Okay. Our multi-purpose is our medium roast, and that's our our flagship roast. Yep. And I call it multi-purpose because it, it can be used in anything. So we use that in out at the back of the van, so it's good in the um, going through the machine, but also use it in my Delta Press or Aero Press, um, anything. So on on any platform, it's good to go. Mm-hmm. And then we've got Black Market, which is our our dark roast. Okay. Um, which I, is my morning go-to. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that, that mm. sounds like the one to try. I think uh, I think I look forward to uh, to getting stuck yeah. into that. That'll be uh, that'll be excellent, mate. Very good. Yeah, um, yeah, and and so uh, we, I I got a message from you saying, hey, look, we're interested in, in sponsoring the PRS. What what drew you to? Um, I mean, obviously you you've shot guns through your your career. Have you done it outside of that uh, at all? And and then what led you to sort of contact this shooting organisation and say, hey, we want to get involved. Yeah, so the first thing I did as soon as I got out, of, I, I discharged from Army. I was posted it to RMC as an instructor and I discharged in August 2017. And the first thing I did, I went and got my firearms license. Um, yep. And so I haven't really done anything with it yet. I've been out with a few mates out to, to the range. But, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I just felt like it was. I just wanted to go out and, and get that done straight away. So, you know, if I find the time to, to get into that. But... Um, sure. and you know how we got involved with it, it was Ben Jarrett that yep. sort of got us. You know, I saw you know after seeing the the what he produces, and then you know you go down the internet wormhole and ended up on the the PRS site, and you know I just you know we've been we were looking to sponsor different things, but just the professionalism of the of the website, and once you start going that and look at the people that are involved. We thought this, this is an organisation that we want to be involved in, yeah, um, awesome. and you know, you know what, what? The great thing about being in army is guns and coffee and your mates, and you know, if I can't do that anymore, I'll manufacture it myself. <laughs> yeah, well, you I know, think so, uh, I think you've you've now PRS down to guns, coffee, and uh, and uh, mates, and well, let's just yeah. say, let's say brews instead because uh, we cover cover morning and evening uh, entertainment. Yeah, okay, excellent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, awesome. But, I'm also, you know, I'm really fascinated by individual endeavours that are hard, right? And and I think, you know, so I'm a, I don't know if you've ever heard anyone talking about golf on 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 this show, but not, I'm a, not yet. I'm a golfer. That's that's what I spend most of my time playing golf. But I, I, there's so many similarities, right? In which yeah. I think, um, you know, it's an individual endeavour, but it's so much. You can do it by yourself, but it's yep. probably so much better with your mates. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm. You win based purely on your own ability and your own preparation, mm-hmm. and any stress or pressure is all within yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, no one else is is putting that on you. It's, it's self generated, and how you deal with that, I'm really fascinated by that. Whether you're a golfer or you're a shooter, um, how you prepare for it really helps you in that time that you have to execute it, and yeah. so. You know, like golf, you can keep your golf clubs in the boot of your car from week to week and you can take it out on Saturday morning and, and go and have a, you know, a horrible time walking around a golf course. Probably the same with shooting. If you don't put any time into the preparation, you know, you know mentally or yep. of your gear, you know, you're not going to improve. You're not going to get better and you're not, you're not going to win. So, you know, I'm really fascinated by individual endeavors that, you know, that degrade if you don't maintain them. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, fascinating. And um, there's a couple of golfers in the in the chat, by the way. They're uh, they're, they're yeah, shouting excellent. out to you, which is uh, which is good to see. Um, I'm horrible at golf. I, the only I, I put a golf video up the other day on uh, TikTok, and and it was of me shooting uh, shooting just defaulting me hitting a golf ball is that i'm assuming that's what you do uh it's not what i do yeah. um on a wobble platform so we use these platforms to sort of simulate being on a boat or something unstable and so the whole thing just rocks back and forth and i was attempting to hit a golf ball uh, while on that um it, i'll put it up on the on instagram afterwards it did not go so well Anyway, that's all right. Uh, probably actually probably went better than I can normally do a golf ball. So it's not a that's not a career for me. Um, but one of the things when I when I uh, also saw you know, got involved with you guys with the coffee, I went I saw something that you had put a podcast out, and I thought, oh, mm. fascinating, excellent. Here, here we go. And and then I listened to it, and it wasn't coffee. Uh, so obviously, some more diversity going on with the Ironside brand than just that. Yeah, so you got to. Um, I um, well, this is really great. Po- it was on Tim Ferriss' podcast. I can't remember who he had on, but he had someone on there. I think it might have been a guy who's the founder of, might be. Um, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Some big online sales platform. Yeah, and he was always, you know, his biggest advice was find two things. Right, this is how you find your niche is not one thing because anyone can do one thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's find two things and bring those things together. Okay. Um, and the example he gave was one of the biggest sellers on this platform was of Shopify. That was who it was, Shopify. So the, the, the founder of Shopify was talking about one of the biggest sellers they have is Pokemon jewelry, right? So there's people that make jewelry and there's people that do Pokemon stuff. Mm-hmm. This person found two things and put it together and <laughs> they found their niche. And so we, we're sort of approaching it. The, the same way is that, you know, as I was telling before, I think leadership and, and personal development and coffee really go hand in hand. And um, I think that with the podcast, my, my intent is, is to probably get better asking questions and talking to people myself, but get all the, the ideas out of my head. You know, if you're going to go and coach someone or give advice to someone, you really need to flesh out, you know, whether it's an, an analogy that you're going to use or, um, your theory on something, you need to get it out there and, and whether it's on paper or um, speaking, I think, and I ended up going to podcast because blogging, I, I also blog on the website, but it, it just ta- it takes so long, you know, to to write it and edit it. And and because it's it's there and you really control when it's going to go out and exactly what it says, I, I found I was procrastinating too long on them yep. and maybe changing my ideas or <laughs> and not just getting it out there and, and accepting the feedback whether it was good or bad. Yep. And so I found um, podcasting, even though we're only, you know, I've only recorded seven, I think I've only got six out there or one's about to drop tonight, mm-hmm. five out there, one tonight. Um, it challenges you to have a think about your thoughts and, and how you come to an opinion. And when you put it out there and have it challenged, mm-hmm. um, I think that's that's good. That's good for your own growth, good for your own uh, personal development. Yeah, fantastic. I think um, uh, you raised a number of points that I wouldn't mind wouldn't mind asking you about. But um, uh, the you know talking about the blogging, I have attempted to do the the writing thing and, and to put a you know a couple of paragraphs together and stuff. And it, it, for the guys, um, I found podcasting was much more you just talk and and because it's much more conversational, people take it in that context a lot better than the written word. I've found. Yes. Yeah. That's that's a big fear. That's like I. I haven't done it enough to get over that fear of 
you can sort of, you know, when we have this conversation, if you say something, you know, if you're going off the path, you can read the other person and go, hey, what I'm saying here is, is crazy talk yeah. <laughs> or is this a really controversial take? Yeah. Um, but you, you put that, you write that, you know, behind closed doors and you put it out on the internet, like mm. you stand by because you're going to, yeah, people are going <laughs> to give your your thoughts on that because you can't give the context. Yeah. But I, I think that's also good as well, you know. Well, yeah, it's a it's yeah. a different skill and a different uh, different pathway to the to giving that message out there. Um, yeah, just just different. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Very nice, man. And and so uh, as as you we talked before, but as you're aware, we we launched uh, this um, basically this idea to just get people to get stuff done over the next few weeks and, and potentially longer. Um, and no doubt, I, I've had. Con- Lots of conversation with guys over the last couple of days about all sorts of, you know, oh, what about doing this or what about doing that? And, like, the, the point is just doing it. Um, and so it's yeah. awesome to see someone who's gone down that, that path of going, all right, here's something here, let's uh, let's do this. Um, and so how did you go from, oh, I think I might do a podcast to actually having, what, seven episodes uh, out or about to drop number yep. seven or, or where have you up to? Um, and having yep. a, I've listened to them. They're, they're decent quality, absolutely, and they're good and the artwork's good and, and it all flows as it's meant to. How did you go from a concept to enacting it yeah so uh, youtube is the answer to that i think um you know i i I travel a lot so my the the job that pays the bills at the moment is consulting and so i travel almost every week up to queensland so um a lot of time in airports so i I, you look i I have to use that time effectively and if i'm not doing work i've got to be listening to a uh, i'm trying to do something to make me better and whether that's reading or listening to a podcast i think the easiest thing to do is listen to a podcast so I really, once I decided that I was going to put out a podcast, I started to listen listen to them in a different way. So I tried to listen to, you know, how they were doing the introductions to how do they insert their sponsors? How do they introduce someone? Um, yeah, so I started to listen to, to that, take notes of that as far as how they put it together. Mm-hmm. And then how to edit it was was YouTube. I spent a few long, long nights on that first one. Um, yeah. Trying to trying to use Adobe Audition, <laughs> trying to trying yep. to edit it, and um, you know, and then, and then you learn different things. So I've used a couple of different platforms to record. So I've used Zoom, which I've I've actually found to be the easiest way. Um, and I've got a Zoom H6, which for the first time I went and did a um, I did one with a, a couple of mates where we we just did it off that. And then when I I took the SD card out and put it in my computer, and I saw they're all separate audio files, I nearly had a heart attack. You know. <laughs> How do I put all this together? So, you know, and uh, you know, another another few hours trying to figure out that. But um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's not as easy as what you would think it would be. You know, <laughs> record a couple of people talking and put it on the internet. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit to it. But yeah. um, you know, we were talking before we we went live here, and at the moment I'm over editing. Oh, you know, I've had some of the feedback I've got um, from. Yeah, the audio nerds out there in internet land that about you know how it sounds and i can i can say I'm, I'm doing too much to it it's it's in some places it sounds unnatural and and i've you know i committed early into a, a first few couple of episodes to t- take out all the arms and the r's and everything and then you can spend hours on that so look my hope is to get polished enough myself as an interviewer that i can make it flow better and i don't need to spend too much time editing and, and I can just get it out there straight away. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And so if someone was thinking about starting a podcast, you do it. Yes. Is there any? Yeah. yeah. And, and look, you, you can actually, there's, there's 
podcast platforms out there that you can just do it straight on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need anything, you know, apart from your phone. So um, I use Anchor, which mm-hmm. is low cost. You record your file on anything, you yep. know, you could record it on your phone. Yeah. Um, and you, you could literally just drag it a voice recording off your phone onto there and upload it. And it's on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. So, um, you know, you can, I'd say, I'd say, um, yeah, go for it. You know, start getting those ideas out there. And um, it's actually, I think most, it, I think the biggest fear is feedback that you're going to get. You know, yep. you're going to get someone, um, you know, criticize you. And, and to be honest, I think most of the feedback you get is positive. Um, there's another part of the feedback is genuine feedback that wants to make you better. Yeah. Whether how you've produced it or your questioning technique or the topics that you're covering, or if you got something wrong. Yeah. And then there's just a tiny little bit of crazy, which, <laughs> you know, you just <laughs> let it go. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you do just have to let it go. There, there is a tiny yeah. little bit, meaning uh, there, there can be quite a bit, but just have to. Just have to yeah. let it let it go. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Yep. That's not wrong. It's one of the one of the uh, theories is just don't read the comments. Um, yeah, exactly. It's, yep. it's not a, it's not a silly idea actually. It's not a silly idea. But, yeah, yeah. You know, There's different ways of looking at that. Yeah, yeah awesome, man. And um, got, got a couple of questions coming through that are uh, un, unrelated to what we've been talking about. But one more thing I wanted to hit you up regarding Ironside is, uh, and this is the question I wanted to ask you because I I looked up you know when I was tagging in Ironside on various posts and stuff like that, I came across Ironside wooden flags. Um, yes. Tell us, tell us what that's all about. That's a real. That's a really interesting case study in in how to scale a business. So we we got slayed. So, um, you know, it's a classic. Another one for the people that listen to a lot of podcasts. Tim Ferriss is you know one of the OG podcasters, and mm. um, one of the things he talks about is scratching your own itch. So I've always wanted one of those. You, know, you see, a lot of Americans have them wooden, nice wooden flags yep. that have been yep. carved out, and they, and they look great. And I wanted one, and but an Australian one. And I couldn't find one anywhere. And, um, you know, my, my sister got married and we went up to a wedding and she did it all. She decorated everything herself. And she'd, um, it was out in a, uh, a farm and I was amazed by the work that she'd put in. I didn't even know she was capable of, of doing any of that. And, <laughs> I, you know, after the wedding, I said, look, I've got this idea about wooden flags. Um, I want to make them. This is what I'm after. Showed her some pictures. She's like, oh, I could probably do that. Yep. And we started and we, the, Biggest error we made is we made pre-order, and so she works. She works for Boeing, yep. so just, that's not a day job. Is to make wooden flags for me. <laughs> she actually had a job and a family, a real one. and yeah. it went through the roof almost yeah, o- right. overnight. When we put them up there, we sold about thirty. Now these things take, you know, I've knocked a few out this week. Yeah, they take probably a day to make. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and, okay. wow. Yeah, so we went. You know, we d- like did not anticipate it. Had no structure in order to scale a business. Yeah. Um, didn't anticipate that that was going to happen, and all of a sudden, it creates a lot of problems because mm-hmm. someone pays a lot of money for something, mm-hmm. they should get the product <laughs> when you tell them they're going to get it, and we couldn't. And so I had to take them off. I took them off the site, you yeah. know, and then it was all just all hands on deck. I I flew to Queensland to help them. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> Get, get these things out. And um, so we had to, I took them off the site and, and had to reset, but we're back, right? So um, got plenty of time as I'm okay. you know, consulting from home. So yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so they're back in production, not pre-order this time. So when yep. I make a few, I'll put them on the website and, yep. and, and get them up there. But that all started with, I wanted one myself. So yep. um, there's no one out there doing it. So yeah, 
Yeah, nice. Doing it and, myself. and this is on the Ironside Coffee website that you can find? They will be, yeah. I don't they have them be. up at the moment. Okay. I think I've got one up in the top of my shelf up there. There's one of them. I'm looking. Oh, hang on. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll get them. Um, I'll, I'll get them up on the site. Um, you probably this week. We've, we've got a few ready to go. Okay. Awesome, mate. Yeah. I, I, I came across that. And I thought, what is what is that all about? All right. That seems like oh, a, an unusual yeah. uh, endeavor. But anyway, obviously, uh, obviously uh, successful to some degree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and look, it's one of those. It doesn't scale right now. It doesn't make any sense. You know, my yeah. my meetings with my accountant, he's he's not my biggest fan. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I like doing it. Yeah, and good. I hope it'll go somewhere one day. Yeah, nice. I'm, learn, I'm learning things about scaling. You know, that was yeah. a massive lesson. You know, if you're going to you're gonna make something or produce something or make commitments to a customer, mm-hmm. you've got to deliver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Now I've got a question here on 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 the leadership side of things from from Ben Jarrett himself. Uh, he asks, uh, "What would Ben say is the greatest challenge facing contemporary junior leaders in the military environment?" If you want a loaded question, and uh, and, <laughs> and probably a lot to uh, cover off in that, um, no doubt. Yeah, I think. Well, I, I think the expectation of of them is very high, and. Um, you don't you don't have much time in order to get yourself ready for that position, and I think defence is is unique in that I don't think at any position you're ever ready before you you're placed in that leadership position, mm-hmm. um, and I think you get somewhat used to that as you move through the ranks. That you know that once you move into that next position, you're you're probably not going to be ready for it. But I suppose at least you know that <laughs> as you as you're moving in there, and it's on you to to close the gaps. Mm-hmm. So I think from a, a defence perspective, I think that challenge is, is probably always been there that, you know, you have um, young guys and, and girls who are, you know, have a pretty big responsibility of looking after the, the lives of you know, seven, eight, nine, ten other people. Yep. Um, and without maybe not have seen that or, or had good role models in the past, um, and probably one of the biggest things I focus on not not in defence, and but when I'm in the mining construction industry, it's taking. I think even at in defence, or whether you're on a mine site or on a construction site, that first step in leadership is generally because you're technically good at your trade, whatever that happens to be. So if you're a truck driver and you're good at it, you can find yourself in a leadership position. If you're uh, in a infantry section and you're a good infantryman, you know you, you'll you'll find yourself starting to be identified to go in leadership positions. And it's being able to be able to delineate between the two is in just because you're really good at that technical thing, it's being able to develop the leadership side over the top of that. And um, that's really hard, I think, in those first steps, right, is, um, is not just wholly and solely being able to rely on your technical skill in order to lead other people. So uh, uh, fascinating. I mean, it's a whole other world that the military side, and I've, I've got no background in it, but I know plenty of the guys in that PRS community do. And, uh, yeah, fascinating to, uh, to hear about it. And I think um, one thing that, you know, you don't you, – you, you often hear about guys there is that they do get thrust into a position of leadership before they think they're, they're ready for it uh, and have to deal with it. Yeah, I and and I think the, the a lot of the advice I give to frontline leaders. So when I'm I'm consulting, I'm consulting frontline leaders. I'm I'm not an executive coach. I have no business being in that space. Um, so I coach supervisors and, and superintendents mainly. 
is a lot of people don't make the decision to be a leader. And I, I think that's, you know, it's a pretty fine line, but you can be in a leadership position and not be a leader. But you've, you've, the first step is making that decision and you start looking at things completely differently. If you call yourself the leader and you start thinking of yourself as a leader. And I see a lot of, um, you know, these frontline leaders that I work with, a lot of them just haven't made that step yet. They haven't made that decision to themselves that yep. they're, they're in this position. They're being put there because they were technically good at their trade, mm-hmm. but they haven't made that decision yet. And you, you can't develop them. You can't coach them. You can't go anywhere. You're not going to improve once you, until you've made that deci- decision yourself. Mm, absolutely. Got a few more, few more questions to throw you away then. Uh, okay. Send it. Ian has asked, uh, what, um, have you looked at doing pods at all for your coffee? Yes, we have. We get that request a lot okay. and that's just definitely, definitely in the, the pipeline. Gotcha. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, one of the one of our biggest sellers is our instant coffee. Would you believe? Um, mm. And 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 I, I think it's good. I mean, I that's what I drink all day mainly. You know, when I'm around the place, I'm on a mine site. I'm I'm not making coffees. I'm I'm just drinking our our instant. We call it battle carry. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, pods definitely. Um, and we think there's an opportunity. We've had a few people from the um, veteran community who now work in sort of. Um, work in different businesses or in the corporate world yep. and they've all got, you know, pod machines and they're yeah, saying, Hey, of course. Get, yeah. get some pods going and we can get them in there. So yes, it's definitely, definitely yep. on the list. Yep. Uh, awesome. That's right. I do, I do remember you, you do instant coffee. I found that like, I don't know too many smaller coffee brands that do an instant version. Um, so I thought that was, that was good to see. Yeah. It's really, it's cause it's once you start researching how instant coffee is made, it's actually pretty crazy how it's made and it's, um, it's what it's, it's actually really expensive yeah, right. instant coffee. Um, <laughs> and a lot of the times it's, it's reflavored with coffee because just through the, the process that takes to make instant coffee, it takes a lot of the taste away mm. and a lot of different companies will have to re, you know, add flavor back in. And, um, yeah, but I, it's, I, I think it says a lot about Australian coffee culture mm. in that if we're going to have a nice coffee, we generally go out to a cafe, um, and apart from that, we're either in the pods or we're drinking, you know, the, the instant coffee at home. It's very yeah. Well, I mean, speak for yourself a little bit there, Ben. I uh, no no instant coffee here uh, hasn't been. Since, oh, right. has, that's hasn't, excellent. Hasn't been since we got Ironside Coffee, to be honest. Uh, anyway, excellent. Uh, that's the, that's the way. Can't can't go back. Can't go. anyway. All right, that's a snob in me coming out. More questions. Um, have you thought about uh, shooting PRS style match? Uh, this is from Andrew. Uh, lawn, uh, yeah. PRS yeah. style event or even club match at some point. Would you do? Yeah, that? well, I, I think I have to. I think <laughs> my, my plan is to at least get out out there when we start back up again yep. and, um, you know, get to as many matches as I can. Um, yeah. yeah, that's I, th- I think that's a good foot in the door saying, hey, I'm a sponsor. I'm here. Um, <laughs> let, let me try can that. I have a sh- yeah. Can I have a shot? Yeah. Yeah, um, I think, I think yeah definitely. Do. I think you get a few guys allowing you to have a crack for sure. Um, yeah. there, there is uh, there's there's a range not not too far from Canberra that is uh, uh, underway with uh, application to be able to shoot you know club matches and and there might be some movement uh, you know hopefully at some point some movement in Canberra to, to get something close by. So you may actually end up with uh, with something real close by to have a have a crack on, which would be good. Uh, Excellent. It's good. Uh, there's a question about how much do the flags cost? We're, we're making sales here, mate. Oh geez, I've got to be careful with this because I, <laughs> I'm be, the one that's going to make them at the to moment. To be announced now, or or you could say less than ten thousand dollars. 
and and yeah. So look, buffer. I think it, it's look. This it's actually the prime topic of discussion in our household. Oh, okay, <laughs> so um, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, oh, it's not. Yeah, it's like it's it's. I, I don't. I can't answer this question. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to put a number right. out there that All might right. be. Let's, uh, um, let, let's move on. Let's move on. We'll, yeah, we'll yeah, Check yeah. out the yeah. uh, who's that uh, CSH. Um, check out the website later this week, and and you will yeah. see yeah. the price on and, there. All will be reviewed. And, and at least now I've started talking about them. I'm committed to putting them up on the website. So yeah, because we you know if you get to Sunday and you haven't put them up on the website, you're going to get email after email of you promised on this. <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, way to way to set yourself some goals. There, there you go, <laughs> and uh, and tag us in when you do put them up. How Team Impact to say that you ticked your box. That's yes, right. excellent. Nice. Uh, do you follow the Jocko? Uh, Will Nick? I never had know how to pronounce his uh, Jocko. Yeah, yes. So I've actually. This. We actually sponsored the muster last year that come to Australia. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and I, I went to – and that was my second muster. I went to the muster in DC the year before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've been, been following Jocko all the way along. And, um, mm-hmm. and I, look, what, what really resonates with me around Jocko is it's, it's, it's real. You know, once you start talking about this leadership, you guess there's some snake oil salesmen out there that, yep. you know, it's um, – it's tough, you know, you read a lot of books and you listen to a lot of people and the next thing, you know, you've got Tony Robbins jumping up and down on a trampoline, you know, like it, it's not, you know, with, it's not real. Whether you're dealing with Australian soldiers or you're dealing with Australian coal miners or construction site workers, you, they don't suffer any fools. And if you're not giving them real, like they'll cease through you straight away. Yep. Right? So if you're, you're spinning any garbage and it's not real and you're not, you're not, you know, trying to actually help them in the real world, you're not going to get anywhere with them. And I think someone like Jocko, he's got a really hardcore message. And I think, you know, some of the work I have to do is I, I think about his concept and I have to Australianize it yep. um, because, you know, it's it's very, very hardcore American. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a great message, but it's just, you know, I've got to adapt that to Australian audience. But yeah, massive follow of Jocko, listen to all the podcasts, read all his books. Um, yeah, and and those, if you ever have an opportunity to go to a muster, um, outstanding. You know, a couple of days of just full on, um, full on immersion of of Jocko and what he's got to offer. Yeah, nice. And 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 can you give me more more detail on what the muster is? Um, so they, um, you know, it's it's a lot around the book. So his initial book that he wrote with um, his business partner partner Leif Babin is is called Extreme Ownership, and so it's their principles of. Um, they're laws of combat, so it's their, their, the things that they work by and their, sort of their coaching principles when they're working with their clients, and they wrote a book about it. And so sort of each chapter goes by, they talk about a combat situation that they had, a problem or a leadership um, problem that they had, what they did to solve it, whether that went good or bad, and then they relate that to business um, and then talk about the lessons learned. And it's just taking that book, I think, and then and putting it live yep. and – they talk about each of those examples and, and things they did wrong, things they did well. And and then they have a lot of interaction with the crowd so, you know, people can ask questions and yeah, um, nice. they do other things. So, you know, his, his big thing is the 0445 club. So you're up at quarter to five on both mornings doing PT and then, um, you know, you have all day. And then on the last night they do because he's big into jiu-jitsu. So he does an a, um, intro to uh, BJJ on the, on the last night. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really immersive two-day program. So yeah, huge. Yeah, highly, highly recommended. Yeah, nice, nice. 
Uh, back back onto a coffee question. Um, the uh, Ian says when he and Hamish go camping at PRS, uh, they use the mini presso. Uh, do you, are you familiar with that at all? Yeah, I think is is, the, is that you just the it's the you put a pot in it and it's just um, with your hand you hand pump it and you push the water through that way. I guess. Does it take um, a pot or you'd actually just, put canned coffee in it? Uh, Ian, if you're still watching, mate, tell us, is it is it pot only or can you put coffee in it? I think you can put coffee in it. Um, yeah, use any variety of bean, coffee bean or roast, uh, or you can put it, yeah. Yes, I guess so. He's asking, I guess, um, uh, I, missed, I missed the question. Is the big blend better for something like that? Yes, I, well... Look, I think um, I think the multi-purpose, the medium roast, is, is our go-to for that. That's why I like it. It's good for. It's what I take with me, and I have it in my little bag with um, with my Delta Press, my Aero Press. Yeah, that's what I take with me. Okay. Um, yeah, and that's what we run through our machines. I think it works. It's the most versatile. Yeah, gotcha. Of their roast, gotcha. Yeah. Did you do anything with Chemex at all? No, but I'm I'm looking. I've been looking at that through our wholesale retailer into to trying that. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's my favourite type of coffee. Uh, I, yeah. I do, in, do, enjoy do you use that. um do you use Aeropress when you're out and about? Uh, what do you I, use when, you, when you're at the range? Uh, not not much. No, I uh, <laughs> I generally uh, that that's that's the time when I I just I, whatever because it's usually some stupid time of the morning and uh, yeah, it's all it's all go. So yeah, yeah. We actually supported um. The is it the Queen's Medal, Queen's Medallion? Yeah, is that a thing? Yeah, um, uh, yeah so that, something to do with the Queen's is is, is an F class type type competition. Yeah, right? okay, yeah. So we had um when they shot that, uh, must have been last year now. Maybe yeah, it would have been last year. We yep. went, they had us out there, and we went and um my wife had the a van out there, and mm -hmm. it was really interesting seeing a lot of people didn't have drink coffee before they shot, and yeah, it wasn't okay. until after they shot they'd come back and. Yeah, yeah right. uh, fascinating. We, we want to get the jitters before they sh they shot. We usually um we usually have. Oh, it's not uncommon at a PRS match, depending where it is, to have a coffee van there in the morning, and so yeah, uh, you know, I guess usually smash fifteen of them um, pretty quickly. Uh, all right, um, some more some more questions on that. Um, uh, I'm being asked what my Chemex experience has been like. Uh, that's from Ben Jarrett again, mate. Mint, absolutely mint. It's best best coffee I've had. Uh, with Ironside, of course, because that's, yeah. well, that's what I've had it with uh, most commonly. Um, there was there was a really good question from Kenny. There it is. Uh, what's the best advice that you can give to new business owners? Now, he knows it's a super broad uh, topic. Yeah. Is there something that, that springs to mind quickly from your experience? Yeah, so what we what we did, right, so I, I spent 19 years in Army straight out of school. I had – we had no idea, but what we what we did is – is we used the because my wife is was army as well and yep. we actually used our knowledge from that you know so we we put our appreciation processes over the top of it and that's how we looked at things um we didn't you know, i suppose we could have gone out and got business degrees but i'd still be trying to do a business degree and not you know run a business so you know we we didn't just go into it blindly um, we used what we knew. Um, so there was a lot of different skills that you pick up in, in anything really, but the skill set that I'd managed to develop over my time in defense was 
um, was a lot of planning, um, a lot of templating things, whether, you know, it was through checklists or, you know, capturing lessons learned was a big one. So we still do that now. So I, even after the coffee van goes out on a, on event on a Sunday morning, when we get home, myself and my wife, we do, we AAR it. Mm-hmm. We talk about what went well, what went poorly, you know, in, we've had some monumental stuff ups from arriving at an event with no cups. You know, we, you know, that is very embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. But you know, as long as, as long as that never happens again, you yeah. know, when we talk about that, how did it happen? What can we put in place to stop that from Gary? But I think if you, you rely on your experience, wherever that comes from is put it over the top of that, but then seek out for the peep for the things that get squirrely, seek out an expert. Yep. So that's why I pay good money to an accountant and I go in every month and he, has a go at me about different things, but he sorts it out, yep. you know, and he's, he's teaching me, you know, around bass and GST and, mm. and all this type of stuff. Um, so, you know, things for the, those things that, that get squirrely, find out an expert. But apart from that, I think just, just go for it really. Um, yeah. What can go wrong? <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I, I, you have a, a, a very expensive coffee machine in the, in the driveway. That's what we've got. <laughs> I, uh, I would tend, tend to agree with you, mate. I think that the, yeah. the best thing you can do in terms of starting your business is have done it 12 months ago because yep. if you, I mean, it's it's gimmicky way to say it, but if you'd started 12 months ago, you'd be, you'd be further than so many. I think that's because the, the biggest thing I see with talking with people about starting small businesses, they're just, they delay it, they delay it. They de- I did. I, I definitely did. Yep. Uh, and, and they just push it back and push it back and you're much better off just, you know, starting it, failing and, and then going, all right, after action report, let's get into it. What do we do wrong? Be it yep. from the day, from the week, from the month or, or from the whole project that didn't didn't work. Um, fine, yeah. you, can, you can learn heaps. It, yeah, and I think, look, even if you've had got a business degree, I think the first time you start a business, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. So, yeah, you know, just, you know. Yeah, aim I, small, miss small. There you go. You I, know, you, you can start off with a, <laughs> a really small small business, and yeah. you know you can it, everything you learn scales. Um, so, yeah, I, mm. you know, I started. I googled how do, how do I start a business? Get a business name. Yeah, you know, that that's how it starts. Yeah, you're underway. Yeah, you're underway. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, it's uh. I remember. I remember on the degree side of things. I, I was in event management for a number of years. That was that was. My, my history and I remember uh, we were at a venue I was a production director at a venue and and I, I got these three guys and they all came in and the, the owner introduced he said oh these guys have done their event management degree um, so you know here they are to uh, to you know get involved and, and learn what it's all about I'm like awesome these 500 chairs need to come from this room into that room go and they <laughs> stared at me they're like We've studied this for four years. I'm like, yeah, welcome to events, guys. This is this is what it is. It's work, and yeah. uh, I could not believe it. But anyway, that's uh, that was quite good fun. It's yeah, that's right. Fun. You know, you got to you got to start somewhere. Yeah, not wrong. Uh, all right, we uh, guys. If you have got any further questions for Ben, and hopefully these are these are going all right for you, Ben. Um, yeah. But uh, chuck me now because we we've got about ten minutes or so left here, and before we get into the Zoom hangout, which is uh, tonight. So if you are if you're watching and you're not sure what that is, we're basically 
a bunch of us just jump in a Zoom chat and we all look at each other and show off guns or talk about anything like that. Um, and we do that at the end of the show. So the numbers for that will be up at the end of the show and you can jump in the room. Uh, they'll be up right at the end and we'll, we'll put them into the chat as well with a link and uh, and come and join us and hang out and say, see what's going on. There's a few, usually a few guys who do that. It's always always good time. It's nice nice to see other people uh, from time to time, which uh, many of us don't do at the moment. So anyway, uh, all right, there was, there was a question there. Um, now this might be um, tell tell us what you can and can't answer with this one, but uh, uh, ask the question is what is the hardest decision you've had to make in your leadership role? Mm. It's a pretty uh, <laughs> pretty uh, broad question, but it, I mean, yeah, yeah. Or is there a particular story that you 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 used to, as an example of some leadership decisions that you've had to make? Mm. We've, we've, Let me have a think about that. We've got him Let's, thinking, um, guys. Yeah, <laughs> we've got him thinking. Good, good stuff. Uh, I'll go see if there's any. Um... I can, you know what? I, the the story I like telling the most is about the biggest leadership mistake I ever made, yep. which I actually like talking about a lot because it it brings out a lot. Um, I think and uh, really talks about how much ego is a killer in all, in almost everything. So, um, in, um, so my home regiment, I would call the second cavalry regiment. I was a uh, squadron sergeant major of, of one of the cavalry squadrons. And, um, I did that for two years and then, um, you know, I, I, I think I did okay. And I was, you know, given a third year as a squadron sergeant major, but of the support squadron, which is all of our maintainers and our warehouse people and our, our truckies and that type of stuff. And, um, look, working with a great bunch of people and, um, my boss was not, so up until this point, every boss I'd ever had was the same trade as me. You know, we'd been built the same. Mm-hmm. We'd gone through this, you know, admittedly they'd gone through the Royal Military College and I'd come, you know, through the OR stream, but we were always talking the same language. We all both were, were built in the same methodology. And I got a boss that was different and we didn't get along, you know, from the outset, we were completely different people and, and I didn't let it go. Mm -hmm. And, um, I let ego get in the way and, um, he made a a few things that, you know, weren't not the way I would do it, but not wrong. Yep. And I didn't take it very well. And I, I, um, you know, I, I carried on a little bit and, and so while I tell this story, this not, was not when I was a junior leader. I was not new to leadership at this point. I'd been in army for a long time. At that point, I'd led on operational deployments around the world. This was not new. And it came out of nowhere and bit me on the ass. Hmm. And um, it wasn't until I heard one of my soldiers talk to him the way I talked to him, which was completely disrespectful. And you know, I chipped him, but it went, holy, holy shit, that sounds like me. And mm. what I'd realized is that I'd let my ego get in the way and I lost sight of the, the thing that I was trying to achieve. And it in turn had infected the team. And there were parts of the team that had become toxic all because of me and my ego. Mm. And I'd lost sight of the goal. I'd lost sight of what our team was actually trying to achieve. And my feelings being hurt because we didn't do something a particular way has nothing to do with it. Has absolutely zero to do with it. And I see this happen so many times. You know, when you see if I'm I'm you know I'm consulting on a site and I'm I'm working with the team and I will be in a meeting and someone will get emotional about something and blow up. 
nine times out of 10, the reason is their ego. It's because they're not doing it the way they want to do it. And all of a sudden now it's all about that thing. It's all about how they feel about it. And it's not about actually achieving the goal. It's not about the team working together and the team learning and growing and, and giving honest feedback. They start work walking on eggshells and, and yeah, I'm ashamed to say I was the cause of that. And I think the good thing to come out of that is that I, I eventually did realize it by a point. Um, it was, yep. it was too late in that case. You know, I, I was, I was moved out of that position and it, it that broke my heart. You know, I think, um, and all my, all of, all of my doing, and I, I always tell that story to people because I, these things don't always happen when you're starting out as a leader it can happen when you've been leading for a long time. In fact, they're probably more prone to happen when you've been leading a long time and, mm. and they can come out of nowhere. So you got to continue to check yourself to make sure that you're um, you're heading the right way. Mm, absolutely, it's good, good, good story, mate. Absolutely, and so, and good humility to be able to talk about it like that as an example to others of uh, of of what, what not to do. And what, what yeah, way. yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. yeah, a couple of guys agreeing with you in in the chat as well about that. Um, Tim asks, uh, what what is coaching to you? Yeah, so coaching coaching is a is an interesting one. It's the one that I actually struggle with initially. So when I got out of army and I, um, and I got into coaching, I, I think I called myself a coach yeah. and I don't think I was, um, because I was very used to being technically proficient in what my soldiers had to do. So I knew how to do their job. I knew how to do it very well. Yep. And so if they were doing it wrong, I could tell them <laughs> what they were doing wrong yep. and, and I could demonstrate it. I found myself, I went out to a mine site and superintendents were you know sharing their problems with me and i was trying to solve them and i've got no business doing that i don't know anything about a coal mine <laughs> you know so and i struggled with it i was like i can't do this job yeah. um because i was trying to I was trying to tell them what to do and then I, I sort of realized that coaching you don't actually have to have the answers it's actually helping the person work through the problem themselves because the answer or their version of the answer is already in the head mm. and you have to just help them get there and so I think one of the most powerful coaching questions that anyone can use is what else, what else, what else, what else, you know, and you can try and get, get those ideas out of their head and they'll eventually solve it themselves. And you may have to shape that conversation, yep. um, but it's got to be their ideas. It's got to be what's already in their head. And it's, it's being able to leverage their own knowledge and experience. It's, it's, it's not about you. And it's, it's one of, it's, it's a, it's something you've got to work at. I think being a good coach is, um, and I think shooting's the same. You know, I was a small arms coach, and it's actually the job title. Is when I was a recruit instructor, you you do your small arms coaches course, and you're not really coaching. You know, I, I don't think. You know, in the term, in the way that I look at it now, if someone is not follow, following their basic marksmanship principles and they're not doing something, you, it's really just telling. <laughs> You know, you, you're not sure. You're not trying to get that information out of their head. It's very, uh, and maybe some people do if they're a really good coach, but I wasn't. It was all about you know you're doing this wrong, do this now, which is not coaching. Yeah, uh, great answer, mate. Great, uh, good question actually. Good question uh, from uh, from Tim Hawkins on that one. Uh, all right, we we're about about to wrap up. Um, there was another one there that I saw. I, okay, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the answer to this uh, this question is going to be, but I, I feel it's very loaded. Um, it's uh, from uh, Mr. Lawn. Uh, who was oh. the first and very keen customer at the Townsville Annandale KFC across from uh, Laverack Barracks? 
Oh, jeez. The people, some of those characters you got involved with PRS, I don't know. Is there some sort of vetting? That you have to, to be involved. We're going to have to introduce it. We, we normally yeah. just, just worked based on the fact that if they're a fit and proper person from a police standpoint yeah. to have a license. But I, yeah. I, I see your point. We probably we yeah. probably need the second tier of a, of like a don't be a dick type level guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, because I think what happens at KFC stays at KFC. <laughs> Yeah, I think Scott Morrison said the same thing about McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, might, we might leave that one at that. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Sensational, mate. Sensational. Anything else that you wanted to to make mention or we'll get out there at all? No, I'm just, you know, I can't wait till we can kick back off again. And I'm going to, we're going to, myself and Naomi, my wife, we're, yeah. we're going to get out to as many matches as we can. And, yeah, you know, awesome. it's um, get out there and, and meet the crew. Um, yeah. we're, we're excited to be associated with PRS and, and we look forward to what the future holds. Yeah, brilliant. And uh, and bring that coffee van with you. Um, so that, Definitely. So that I'll be awake for the day because that's what, that's, what we, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty important. That's really, Yeah, awesome, mate. Fantastic. Well, um, obviously we need to do the social. So where can people find you, follow you, do all that sort of thing? Yeah, so our website, uh, ironsidecoffeeco.com.au, mm-hmm. um, and that's sort of our hub for everything. So you can get access to the podcast there, but our podcast is on all platforms yep. um, and our, our stores on there and, um, you know, our links to all our social medias there, but just search Ironside Coffee. And, um, you know, I've, I think I've taught myself pretty well with the search engine optimization, which was a massive lesson, but <laughs> yeah, I, think I've, I think I've got that nailed. So yeah. just uh, search Ironside Coffee. Yeah, nice. Fantastic. All right. Well, that's the, that's the way to do it, guys. Uh, jump on in and, and say good day to Ben and uh, go buy some coffee because, uh, I mean, if you're, we were talking before about like you're sitting at home, if you can't go to work, well, they're not buying coffee for you. And if you're at home, you may as well. I mean, don't drink instant. That's just... I mean, not. I mean, if you're going to drink instant, it'll be yours. But yeah. you may as well make the opportunity at the moment if you're going to be home. Drink, drink real good coffee. Uh, if you need chemistry yeah. lessons, hit me up. I'm not a pro at it, but I'll I'll try, and uh, and we'll get into it. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, hey, look. Thanks to the community, we've been getting lots of lots of messages um, from the shooting community um, yep. in the the sales in the last couple of weeks. So oh, fantastic. Um, look, we're we're happy to support and and thanks for everyone supporting us. Yeah. Oh, good to hear. Actually, Dan's just commented. Uh, um, He's uh, he's just had some uh, some coffee arrive, I think today or, or within the last day or so. So awesome, awesome to hear. Uh, stuff is getting out there. Fantastic. All right, mate. Well, guys, uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, hopefully, uh, you've you've um, I've, I've learned a few things from that. That was awesome to uh, to hear. And uh, and I know we didn't cover a huge amount of shooting tonight, but um, I think it's you know life's a bit more diverse than just that. And so we uh, we did talk we did talk guns. And if you do want to talk guns tonight's the night to do it because in about five minutes or so we will be in the Zoom room. I'm just putting the details up now, and uh, and we will get everyone. Uh, talking guns and all sorts of things on that. That'll be fantastic. So, guys, thanks very much for watching. Uh, We look forward to uh, catching up with you soon, and we'll be back tomorrow night talking reloading. All right, I'll get these numbers up on the the screen now. I'll find them there, Uh, and they've they've disappeared. Here we go, and uh, we'll catch you in a few minutes.